well. Welcome, Deb, and welcome to everyone to our very first episode of Safety, a podcast where we're exploring the experiences and challenges and triumphs of women in the field of health and safety and well-being. But this also includes our family of generalists and specialists in their respective fields. And I'm Nicola, your co-host and passionate advocate for diversity and inclusivity in the safety profession. Hi, I'm Deb, excited to be part of this empowering conversation. Today's episode is not just about women in safety, it's about inclusivity and empowerment of male-dominated fields. Nicola, um, why is it so important that to have these discussions and why are we focusing on women? That's a really good question. Um, I think it's crucial to spotlight the experiences of women in safety because they often navigate unique challenges in fields traditionally dominated by men. By having these conversations, we can aim to break down barriers, inspire others, and foster a more inclusive environment for everyone, not just for people already in the safety careers, but new graduates, women in schools, getting ready to start their career journey. Cool. Sounds awesome. Should we talk about how we met? Absolutely. I feel like that's an interesting story. Did you want to start? Yeah. Look, I mean, we'd both been in the industry for quite some time and um, we got to meet um, at WorkSafe New Zealand. Um, Nicola was the first friendly face that I saw (laughs) in the office and it was really, really good. She welcomed me and and we just hit it off from there. Um, and just our journey and our relationship um, as friends, and um, I can say really close friends, um, just bloomed. Um, I think, you know, for us, I was really, I was so excited that I had um, kind of someone to join the team because I was the first um, recruit in the health and safety innovation team at the New Zealand uh, regulator, right? And it was just so exciting to get someone new on the team and someone that was also a woman. Um, And, you know, we'd already done some really cool projects. And I just knew that with your energy and your passion, the projects were going to be even more awesome. And, you know, it was really nice having someone on the team, you know, when things didn't go well, um, to talk through and have someone to be able to vent to or celebrate successes and wins with Um, and I think that's so important and I think that's probably what sparked this conversation I guess is that we want other women to feel that connection and feel that um, kind of ability to share their successes their failures and kind of make sure that they're feeling like they're part of something Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think um, being able to motivate each other um, is so important to, um, you know, growth in your journey. And I think that women today, um, there's so many different groups out there, but safety seems to be something that um, we can really get sink our teeth into and kind of bring women together and and be able to share our journey. So in terms of um, how you got into safety, what were um, some of the things that you can share about your journey and what led you to the field of safety? Um, That's another really good question. And I think it's a bit tricky. I think, you know, we should also mention that until we met at WorkSafe, um, 
we had both originally come from South Africa and essentially lived down the street from each other for many years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We didn't even know it. We didn't even know it, which is quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a mix of challenges and triumphs. And I think, you know, I've experienced firsthand um, how difficult it is to break those stereotypes and proving that gender doesn't define your competence. Um, and, you know, dressing nicely or femininely is not something that, you know, defines how much knowledge you have. Um, yes, so, I'm, so I'm passionate yes. about sharing that to encourage and empower others. Um, I originally started out as an environmental scientist for a mine and then kind of moved into health and safety when I moved to Thailand and started working in the oil and gas industry. Um, I had been recruited over to do um, some environmental research there as well and then ended up doing a lot of the ISO stuff um, for this mining contractor. Um, and it was really, really awesome. Then headed over to Australia, uh, again, some more mining and health and safety contracting work, and then headed over to New Zealand, where I am now. Um, and same with you, I guess. Tell us a little bit more about you. You've been leading and influencing in safety for couple of decades now um wait that made you yeah. sound old oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> no that that's cool it's been a long time um however like I think that we've got the same um backgrounds almost um where you've been quite a trailblazer in your career um and um we've both been in in very male-dominated spaces like oil and gas transport and logistics and um, you know, steel making for me. Um, I started my career as um, had a Bachelor of Business Administration and a um, banking degree, got that in South Africa, um, went to work for a transport and logistics company, a, a world-renowned transport and logistics company, um, as an um, executive assistant to the managing director. Um, and then I was kind of thrown into um been asked to take the opportunity to lead safety for nine African countries. Um, and that included QHSC, so quality, health, safety, and environment. Um, I got a mentor um, to help me. Um, unfortunately, he's passed away, but um, such good value in, in having him as my mentor. Um, and I just ran with it. I loved it. I loved every minute. Um, I still do. Um, now in my opportunity um, that I have in banking, and funny story, um, 360 degrees back to banking. <laughs> but um, I'm loving every minute of it. And um, being able to have the opportunity to use human-centered design practically in safety and in um, uh, the ISO standards um, it's been an amazing opportunity and I just feel like we're going from strength to strength with both of us. I mean, you're in a charity organization. Um, we've had so much experience um, globally. Um, I just think that it just makes for why not share our um, our experiences and empower other women to do the same or, you know, share our stories. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, you touched on something really important there as well is the importance of having a mentor, um, you know, 
before I left WorkSafe to head into this um, charity organization, I was lucky enough to be um, seconded to the chief Māori advisor, and um, that's the chief indigenous peoples advisor for any of those people that are not New Zealand based. Um, but I was really lucky and he's essentially become a mentor for me around being really authentic with yourself, being really vulnerable, being a leader that takes into consideration an all of person approach to bringing yourself to work. And I think having that mentor space, you know, is so important to kind of driving your your, or navigating even the path of health and safety um, in the country that you're in. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, recently, I went on a Mentor Me program um, at ASB and um, having a mentor for a year, um, even though the person was not um, in health and safety per se, but in risk, um, it really helped me to grow as a leader. And I think you never stop growing as a leader. Um, when people say to me, you know, they're in a leader position or a management position, um, I feel like I'm always learning. I don't know about you, Nicola, but really, um, if you don't have a mentor to push you and stretch you, um, you're never going to grow. So what is like, what is some of the work you're doing now? Like, what are you working on at the minute? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm at ASB um, as leading health and safety. Um, it's a new position that's been created. Um, we've separated um, health and safety and well-being, and I lead up the health and safety space. Um, it's given me the opportunity to use human-centered design with my health and safety reps um, to really empower them to think differently, to ask different questions, um, to really dig deep to find out what's happening on the ground. Um, and that has really created an environment where people are feeling like they belong, they feel like they can contribute. Um, we recently went through our ISO um, 4501 certification, and I can honestly say it was not led by me. It was led by our stakeholders who were involved in various parts of the business, as well as our health and safety reps. And the auditor at the time, um, she was so impressed by the way that she said often what happens is she'll spend all her time with the health and safety manager, and um, it'll be all led by that person. Um, whereas... Now we truly live and breathe um, the ISO certification. I'm not saying we're 100% perfect because we've definitely got improvements and that's what the, the certification is designed for. However, um, I think now it's given a platform for our people to have more opportunities um, from our health and safety reps um, to really contribute and, and make a difference in changing culture in the business. So for me, that's a very, very exciting journey that we're on. And um, yeah, it's just going from strength to strength. Oh, what are you I was going to say, what are some of the things that kind of suck about your job at the moment? Because it sounds like it's going really well. <laughs> yeah, look, we've always got challenges. Um, bringing health and safety into enterprise risk poses some challenges. However, I think it's the right thing to do because it's going to give us more visibility on health and safety. And I really encourage, um, and when we we talk later on within the podcast and, and we meet different people, um, I guess what I'm really thinking about is 
the benefits around that, although there are quite a bit of challenges that you'll need to overcome, I think it's um, a great opportunity to bring more visibility to health and safety and and have a, um, a space at the table, at the top table, to really get into um, risk management rather than just health and safety. So for me, yes, there are challenges, although it sounds all rosy. Um, however, I'm as you know, just as you are, very passionate about what I do. Um, and I think that's what makes um, for interesting um, leadership, I suppose. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm at Whanau Athena Plunkett. Um, I head up the, oh, my God, I feel like my title is always so long. Um, I feel like my title is longer than what it should be, right? Um, <laughs> but I head up the health, safety, well-being and enterprise risk team, um, which is phenomenal. I've got an amazing group of women. And what's really interesting for me, and I think that's what kind of fueled our conversation as well, is uh, Whanau Athena Plunkett is a very unique organization with a high proportion of women in the organization, which is kind of uncharacteristic, right? You've got a very low number of men um, in the organization. And it's it's just really interesting. And I think, you know, you would assume, you know, when you read, um, there's, there's a book called Behind Frenemy Lines. And um, yeah. you would assume that, that there's this um, kind of in-house kind of, I want to say bitchiness, you know, mm. but it's yeah. not, it's not like that at all. Um, you know, that everybody's really supportive and empowering and engaging. Um, my manager's absolutely phenomenal. Um, she is just probably one of the best managers I think I've, I've ever had. Um, and I feel really lucky in that environment. Um in a charity space, though, I'm going to say that it's probably the most challenging job I've ever had in my life. Um, it's it's really challenging having no funding to do anything, especially um, when you have you know innovative ideas or or things that you want to develop. It then really comes down to influence and leadership, right? As you're influencing people to do things essentially for free over and above their day job. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, <laughs> it's tough, it's tough, um, yeah. but I am enjoying every minute of it. And I feel, you know, in New Zealand, Whanau Athena Plunkett is such a, a huge um, part of so many people's lives. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, people and, understand and a bank. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I think one of the big things or one of the big risks, critical risks that we both share is aggressive behavior. Um, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. And I know a lot of companies in retail or front facing um, are really experiencing that. Um, that's something that you guys have got a big challenge on, too, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. And it's I, I'd say that it's probably, you know, the one thing that keeps me up at night is, thinking about our staff going into risky situations and trying to find the best way to keep them as safe as as possible in every single one of those situations and keep them informed and aware and um you know working with them as closely as possible so that we understand that again human-centric design right is you're finding yeah. solutions that actually work for our people we aren't just telling them what to do like oh naughty naughty don't go in there that doesn't work that's not how no. safety should work and no. you know I think for the both of us, I, I feel like we both challenge 
the status quo, right? Is they're like, oh, this is how it should work. And we're like, nah, nah. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm thinking this sounds like a good topic for um, one of our podcasts. So mm. let's keep that in the back pocket. Keep it in them. Keep it in. So tell me a little bit more about this podcast, Deb, that we have started. Tell me, tell me what we're doing. <laughs> I guess, as you've um, mentioned, um, we really want to support women in safety, whether you're starting out in your journey or whether you're um, sitting at the head table. I guess it's all about not just talking about our challenges. We're really celebrating our achievements and sharing our success stories. Um, stories are just so, so important. And I think people can relate to those so much better than just seeing a PowerPoint presentation. Um, I guess our goal is going to be to inspire not only women, but everyone working in safety to contribute to a culture where um, diversity is embraced. Um, I guess we will we will be inviting some special guests, which is exciting. We've already earmarked some of them, um, which I'm, I'm very excited about. And, um, you know, we've got a wide, diverse range of people, which is good. Um, uh, we've, we also want to look at um, who's made some significant contributions to the field. And let's get those stories out there and, and share those insights. Um, how can people practically apply some of the, the theoretical stuff? Um, we see a lot of that um, today in different books or podcasts or webinars. However, um, I think there's a bit of a niche here in terms of how do we practically apply some of the good work that's happening out there? So um, I think that's what we really want to share and, and give people takeaways. Um, what can you go and do? Um, do differently, do better, do together. Um, how can we make changes? Uh, we know we have a long way to go in New Zealand um, to change culture. Um, however, I don't think it's a, um, it's not an easy task. Um, but if we can bite off small chunks, wow, that would be amazing. So what is, what is your feelings? What do you hope to get out of it, Nicola? You know, one of the things I was just, you know, thinking of now is I would also love for us to talk through some of the cases as well that come through, especially those that are like a little curlier. Um, so just as a little bit of context, um, I'm currently studying law um, because why not? You know, when you get to a part of your safety career and you decide that it's a good idea to keep studying why not let's just choose law as the topic so I'm a little obsessed um with <laughs> safety cases um they I find them fascinating and I especially find you know as an example our Fakari White Island um case which has been going on for since 2019 absolutely tragic situation um where a number of people lost their lives and now we're kind of getting to the end of that investigation and the closure of those uh cases which has has been really 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 interesting uh, so for me I'd love for us to touch on some of those and take away you know some really good opportunities for improvement or things people can again practically do that they can kind of take back to their place and talk about you know yeah um, I think that's really a good idea and um for those who are in um safety law and are listening to us out there um you know who you are um, <laughs> and you know we've got some quite some good specialists out there that can probably fill some of those gaps that will be an awesome one I feel I feel like that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, so I guess we don't want to take more of your time, but um, we're really this is our welcome, and and we're really keen to hear from you. So um, yeah, 
Yeah. And, you know, in the in the comments, um, you know, or not even in the comments, but in the in the show notes, we'll have a link for you to be able to kind of sign up to our newsletter. It would be amazing if you could subscribe and leave us a review because reviews is what gets the word out there. Um, but we'll have a newsletter that you guys can subscribe to. I should, you know what? I shouldn't say you guys because this is a <laughs> podcast focused on you folks. Yeah. Um, and it'll be really interesting to kind of start the conversations with people. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn. Um, you'll be able to find us wherever podcasts are available to you. Um, and then this coming up soon, we're also going to have a discussion around um, how to use chat GPT in safety as well. Yeah, I think that's going to be exciting. We've got some exciting papers coming up, um, which just um, if you connect with us, we can share. Um, and um, yeah, I just want to say that this is global. This is not just in New Zealand. Um, we want to really get out to the global market. We know that there's women out there who are making amazing differences um, and changes, and um, which is really having an effect on on how safety is behaving globally. Um, we still have a way to go in New Zealand, but I think we can get there um, if we just kind of pull our resources and get together. How often do you think we'll release an episode? Deb, what are you feeling? Let's see how we go. Um, if we get an overwhelming amount, we're just um, putting it out there. If you've got any kind of um, topics that you want us to talk about, whether it be um, in the generalist field or the occupational therapy field um, or op occupational hygienist, we really want to open it up. So um just depends on, on how, many how many people, people we can get. Us. Yeah. For sure. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, I am looking forward to releasing our first episode with you. And we look forward to continuing this conversation over on LinkedIn. Come along for the ride with everyone else, please. See you soon. <laughs>